What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. In this episode, we're kind of going to be getting outside the spreadsheet. We get a lot of questions about what do we actually spend money on? What are we spending money on when we do it? What are we splurging on? What are things that if people outside or inside this community saw spending money on would be like, wait, you you bought that? Or why would you do that? That's totally against Dave Ramsey's philosophies and kind of like bring out that average side of us so that we are humans and that we spend money sometimes and we spend money on things that maybe other people would think are absolutely crazy. If you are new to this podcast, my name is Brad Finn and I am joined literally with JJ Buckner. How are we doing, bud? We're live in person. Yeah, we are. I got to say this, dude, like doing these in-person podcasts. And I, I don't know if the if you, if you listeners can tell a difference. The feeling is just so much better. I can, better. Re- can reach out and touch you. <laughs> yeah, the, the feeling instead of just talking uh, you know, to you on a computer screen. I don't know. I can... I, it's just, it makes it so much more real, in my opinion. I'm excited for today's episode, man, because like you said, we're, we talk all about budgeting. We talk all about managing money and living in the spreadsheets and you know living below your means. And we're both very, very frugal individuals. We really are. But there comes a point in time where we want to live a little bit. You know, We want to spend some money. And I think that is so important to understand is it's okay to spend money. It really is okay to spend money if you're doing it the right way and you're doing it for the right reasons, which we're going to touch on in today's episode. But I am excited to kind of showcase our thought process to kind of set the tone here. Brad and I both actually were, what was it, yesterday we were texting? And I said, hey, man, I just splurged on something. And you're like, oh, did you really? So did I. Me too. Like literally the same day. And I said, how did I put it? I was like, this would actually be a great episode. Right. Because like we don't splurge all the time. But two, I think there's a piece of us that like doesn't want to tell the other person. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so, kind of, so like, true. you were like, Brad, I have a confession to make. I splurged. And for weeks I've been waiting to tell you like, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said it, it was, it was like a breath of fresh air. Like I could have somebody to talk to because we get ourselves so caught with our financial people and we get criticized all the time. I think another great reason for this episode is in my coaching calls and and you probably come in contact with this as well. This is where a lot of relationship issues come up too, where one party wants to spend money on something and the other party doesn't, or, you know, I'm definitely going to touch upon some of those struggles that I had with my wife when we each wanted to spend money on different things and how we tackled that. Because I think besides like, we're not like flexing on the things we can buy. We more want to teach from the lessons we've had. And my wife and I have had some knockdown, throw them out arguments. Those New York arguments. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, boy. like where the neighbors open their windows so they can listen. You know, you'd, <laughs> you'd think, you'd think in most places when you hear the neighbors arguing, you shut the windows in New York. It's like a train wreck. Everyone opens oh, the windows and, and turns on their recorders. But <laughs> Yeah, no, so this might be something that you might be able to take to your spouse or maybe you can take a piece of this episode and listen to it together and like not like this isn't couples therapy, but yeah. this is- It's everyday life. This is stuff that we've we've definitely realized. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I want to second that too because my kind of thought process on the splurge that I did, you know, the money I spent, I spent on for this certain, what we'll get into, is uh, my wife had a lot to do with it. Um, my wife had a lot to do with the decisions that I made for this purchase. And 
I gotta I gotta give a quick shout out. We're gonna have the wives on the podcast. We are. We're gonna have we're gonna let them interview us, and we also want to touch about like talk about you know how we're getting our spouses on board, some of the difficulties we've had, some of the things that I did wrong as a husband to try and get my wife on board financially. You know, I think it'll be a good one. But what I'm kind of getting at is I want to give our wives a quick shout out because they deal with Brad and I's ass all the time. Yeah. And the the crazy, you know, ideas we have, the the goals we want to hit with money obviously aren't the typical, you know, type of person we're trying to do. We we may live below our means a little more sometimes than we than we should. Yeah. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in that that race of I can't spend money, I can't spend money. I got this goal I got to hit to where sometimes you got to push the brakes. Yeah. And you're like, "Whoa. I'm only I only have so much time on this earth to live." And my wife has also been, you know, kind of like not even from an argument standpoint, my wife has been like, Brad, get like, buy that. And I've been like, no, okay. Yeah. Do you understand if yep. I get a new pair of shoes compounded out and like, like she's been, there's been times where she's had to like shake me a little and bring me back to reality. Like it's not always about arguments. Sometimes like even me coming here, it wasn't that expensive. It was relatively affordable. We've, we've made some money through the course sales and things like that. And it was within our means. And I'm like, Tara, I know I should go there. It's going to be great for us. She's like, Brad, it's like $250, man. Yeah, yeah. Like we go it's out a lot to of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's two shares of Apple. You know, that's one and a half shares yes. of Disney. Yes. And uh, so that's another thing too, that you can also, if you have somebody that's super frugal and super tight in your life, also spending money and having having somebody else be there to be like, listen, dude, it's gonna be okay. Like you you're gonna be straight. Like it's gonna be fine. Because in retrospect, now that I'm here, I'm like, man, I would have paid triple yep. to get here and do like what we're doing. So you wanna you wanna spill the tea as they say down yeah. here down south? You spill <laughs> spill the tea. Yeah, spill throw the some beans. salt over your shoulder, whatever you guys yeah, are yeah, gonna do yeah. doing out here and let What's your most? You want to talk about any old splurges? Um, because we don't have many. I really don't have. I, I can't even think of one. Like, when's the last time you like treated yourself? When you hit 100k and you went to a big dinner? Probably. Yeah, that's probably it. So, what's a huge dinner cost? What was that celebration dinner cost? Okay, so uh, the cost of it was around 200 bucks. 200 bucks. It was for Lindsay and I. 100 ahead. Yep. And we, I would probably say maybe 225 because I got some drinks, yeah. some expensive cocktails, and I never. I drink Natty Light if that sells you anything. I never, like $10, $12 cocktails. I'm like, <gasps> but it was a special occasion, special occasion. Like I, closing my eyes as I give him the card. Can you give the card back to my wife <laughs> yes. so she can sign? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it, it. so that was probably the, the biggest splurge. And I'll say this, like my wife and I, we love to go out to eat. That's like, that is something we do splurge on. I will say that on probably a, a weekly basis is we probably do spend a lot more money than we should on going out to eat, but we love it. Yeah. That's one thing we love to do. My wife loves Starbucks. Like she doesn't get Starbucks every day, but that's kind of her guilty pleasure. And you know, you gotta, that's, that's something that's so important. Like as a couple, or even just as if you're a single guy or girl is you have to have those areas that you still reward yourself every now and then. I just want to cut you off quick. Cause the coffee thing comes up a lot. Yeah. And one of the greatest things we got to see roommate CD talk. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote, I'll teach you to be rich. And in his book, he hates the argument of like, don't buy coffee and coffee's making you poor. And he said something and it struck a chord with me so much. He was like, 
don't come to me and debate $3 decisions with me. I don't want to debate $3 decisions. I want to debate $3,000 decisions. I want to debate $5,000 decisions, like $3 for your happiness. And I have a Starbucks right outside my school. I don't go there every day, but there's also, it's more than a cup of coffee before COVID. It was walking in and rich was the barista that was there. And Hey rich and bumping into your principal where outside of school, that might be cool. And you, you get to buy your principal a coffee. Like, there's also that social going there and bumping into kids, sitting down. I've gone there and edited videos. So I just wanted to say, like, don't always worry so much about these two. Yes, do they add up? But your happiness is. Yeah, it's way more important. I think that's kind of like the whole gist of this episode, too, is like, you know, we're all about, you know, saving money and managing money. But it really comes down to rewarding yourself every now and then. Now, okay, well, hang on. Before I get into my splurge and kind of, you know, tell the audience what I what I did. I want to ask you this. What are your thoughts on doing this type of thing if you're on a debt-free journey, like consumer debt? I'm curious what your answer would be. Is it too cliche to sound it's personal? Like, Oh, not at all. Everyone has certain levels of gazelle intents. And there's certain things that I think timeline to pay off debt is a big deal. I don't think you should do it any faster or slower than anybody else. But if you knew that you were going to pay off debt for three years, your finish line and your celebration is not debt freedom. Your celebration might be we're under 150K. We paid off 50,000. Yes. So my wife and I, we had $189,000 worth of debt and we celebrated small wins along our debt free journey and we made them a part of our debt free journey. Now, my wife and I, I think we had like $3,000 worth of minimums. We were putting another 2,000 on there. And I remember beating myself up where if we didn't hit that 5,000 every single month, it was driving me nuts. But on our small wins, we'd pay our minimums and we'd pay $1,800 extra and we'd go out and enjoy it. We like a dinner too. We didn't go crazy and travel and things like that. But I think if you're on a debt-free journey, you have to manage your happiness and your sanity. Paying off debt, it sucks. Yeah, it is the worst. And every once in a while, you need to celebrate your small wins. You need to take your wife out on Valentine's Day if that's the sort of thing you do. You need to get your brother a nice Christmas present because he spoils you. You need to pick up your in-laws check at dinner every once in a while because they've done so much for you. And there's certain things where you can kind of deal with it on an individual basis. I am a very gazelle intense person. I, I went pretty close scorched earth, but we, we planned our big wins are small. We've talked about goals on this episode. I mean, on these, on this podcast before we planned them out and it, it kind of was like making a budget. We said, Hey, Valentine's day. We did val- We did Valentine's day every other year. So we were like, all right, this Valentine's day, we're going to cook next Valentine's day. If we're still in debt, we're going to go out. We're going to budget that in for the month. And my brother, he, brother-in-law, he works on tugboats. He comes home. He's out for six to eight weeks and he comes home. Like when Michael comes home, we always plan to take Mike out because he's been on a freaking boat with like four people in this, in this little tugboat forever. And like, we wanted to give him like, I'm for spending money on your debt-free journey if it's planned out and it's budgeted accordingly. So I literally wrote down, Brad, I said, planning is so important because it really is. And I wanted to, t- I want to reiterate how important that is. If you have a plan, everything's possible. If you structure yourself, if you structure your plan out, you can really do whatever you want. Budgets do not restrict spending. Yeah. Budgets tell you 
what you've agreed with yourself and your spouse that you can spend money on. So true. So when I put that dinner in there, we'd even over budget. We'd put 250 bucks. We weren't going to spend that. But when we went out to dinner, we never questioned like, oh man, we're still in debt. Should we, what, what would Dave Ramsey say? Like, don't post this on social media because I have a YouTube channel about scorched earth and we can't, but we didn't feel guilty because we planned it out. Now, the things that beat us up were like, it's Wednesday. We're on the couch. We're lazy. When we were paying off debt and we're like, yo, let's hit Chipotle quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then like we're sitting there eating Chipotle like, no, no, no. Feeling guilty. Yeah, but we felt guilty because that's yeah. not part of our budget. Yep. We knew that we had certain days that we were going to eat out and things like that. So that's the difference. Like if you're going to plan for it, it's going to be awesome. Yep. I totally agree. And I also want to kind of answer that question too. Lindsay and I, my wife, we, we also celebrated small wins on our, on our debt-free journey because it's very important. You got to stay motivated. You know, if, if you're just constantly paying off debt for a year, for two years, for 10 years, and you don't ever get to celebrate any wins and you're constantly living on beans and rice, like that's not fun. And it's going to be very easy for people. To get. It's like whenever you're on like a, it's like a diet, you know, if it's uh, they say like, Hey, you need to have a cheat meal every now and then, or if you're constantly eating clean and you never reward yourself with a chocolate cake one every now and then, like it's, it's like a, it's your birthday. Yeah. Like just eat it up a little bit. You know what I mean? So 80, 20, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's, that's so true, man. And it's just so important to have a plan, celebrate your small wins and just be able to, you know, enjoy the process as you're going through it. Now, as far as what Lindsay and I splurged on recently, besides the dinner when I hit hundred K is, uh, so I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, Lindsay and I are actually going to be taking a trip. We're taking the kids out to Hawaii and we, we lived out in Hawaii for about a year uh, right, but we actually got pregnant out in Hawaii. So it was a uh, right before Mason was born. Had a boy, <laughs> little uh, island loving. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, awkward. Yeah, <laughs> this would have been a lot less awkward if I was on Zoom. But like, I'm looking around. I'm like, uh. we made a baby out in Hawaii, people. That's what we did. That's what happens when you're, uh, you know, in paradise. <laughs> Keep, going. Keep going. All right. All right. Anyways, we lived out in Hawaii for about a year. Guys, we fell in love with the culture, the aloha spirit. It's Hawaii is just absolutely, it's one of the most gorgeous places on earth. And we we love it out there. We ha- It's been five years since we've been out there, and we thought it'd be fun to take the kids. The problem is, is it's about a nine to 12 hour, depending on layover, flights to, from St. Louis to Hawaii. So Lindsay and I are up here booking everything. We're trying to plan everything out because the one that worked perfect for us was there was a flight out of St. Louis to LAX and there was like a, but it was only like a 30 minute layover. And I told Lindsay, like, babe, there's no way with two kids, little kids, little kids, uh, like a, Millie will be almost a year old. She'll be, oh, she will. She'll be a year old. Mason will be four. There's no way we're getting through LAX on 30 minutes, sitting probably near the back of the plane to our next gate to get the flight to Hawaii. There's no way we'll make it. But then we were also worried about, okay, now we have two kids. Millie's going to be sitting on our lap. Mason's four, and he, you know, hasn't, you've seen him. He's nuts. He has energy like like no other. I mean, you have two kids. You understand. (laughs) Yeah, good luck to you. So we're thinking about this. We're like, is this really a good idea? Should this be something we want to do? You know, going back and forth. And then finally, I, I actually started the book, The Flights, and I see first class. And I'm like, oh, man, the big seats. 
the private bathroom, drinks for your boy because I'm going to be a dad on a plane with two kids. And I look at Lindsay and I was like, babe, like, should we do this? You know, like, should we? And I'll tell you guys what it was. It, it, I'll be honest. So what was the regular flight and what was the, what was the, what was the upcharge? People are going to kill me probably for this. but nah. People, no, nah, because some people are going to be like, all right, sweet, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So regular flights would have cost around, I think it was around, oh man, I'm going to say like between thirteen and $1,600. Round trip. Yep, for all four of us. 400 that's not bad and that's well that's because millie is sitting on the lap so oh so it's three, really three people yeah right three on. tickets 1600 1600 we'll say that mm-hmm. so i know how much it was so uh, yeah I'm, I'm giving it away i have a bad uh, i know so we go back and forth right Lindsay's like you know it'd be it'd be nice would be cool first class and i'm like no we're not doing that there's no way like we, we can't spend that money on that so Lindsay goes down and actually we, we, this is so funny. We're trying to book this, everything. We're trying to plan all out. I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, I'm worried about you doing YouTube stuff out in Hawaii. It was just a big ordeal. So finally Lindsay's like, okay, we're not going, going downstairs. I'm like, damn it. Which um, we knew we were going. Women. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies, the, the ladies will get it. Yeah. They'll get it. So I'm upstairs, you know, I'm trying to figure everything out. Lindsay gave up on me. No, she, she, she wouldn't just, she wanted just to book it. She didn't care if it was the first class or she didn't care what flights were. She just wanted to get her family to Hawaii. It was me being the stubborn one. So finally, I'm looking and I'm like, I, I buy the flights regularly. I buy the economy flights. I spend $1,600. Well, United got me because they go, would you like to upgrade? And here's the thing. I didn't want to buy. I wasn't going to buy first class tickets for my flight from here to Denver. I didn't want to do it. It was like two. It was like. Denver, LAX, Denver, Denver. Okay, we we ended. I didn't say that. We ended up uh, booking flights to Denver okay. and then Denver to Hawaii. So I was like, well, I don't want to pay first class for flying to Denver. From Denver to Hawaii would be nice, but I'm not going to do that. And it was like a one or take all type deal. So then I I order the tickets and they're like, oh, do you want to fly first class? Upgrade. Here's your price. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, I can select. I can select if I want to do the flight from Denver to Hawaii only. And then coming back, I can select only first class for Hawaii to Denver, and then Denver to St. Louis would just be economy. And I'm like, ooh. I'm looking at it. I'm thinking. And I got to say this. I haven't said this yet either. When Lindsay and I were like, kind of like talking about what we're going to do and should we do this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, babe, let me, let me ask you something real quick. God, I love my wife. She goes, if something would happen to me or if we knew I was sick or something like that and I only had six months left on this earth to live, would we book this this trip? And I said, hands down, for sure. Even with the flights? I mean, with the f- upgrade? Yeah. But we well, what we were talking about was not even including the first class thing. Okay. Just the, just the, the trip in general. Right. So that, that made me think, man. I'm like, you know what? I got to say this too. We could afford this. You know, we can afford this. And what it came out to be is I, I ended up purchasing the first class tickets. I did. Just from Denver. Just from Denver to Hawaii and then Hawaii to Denver. So in all... I was at, I was in forty eight hundred dollars for these flight tickets. It's a lot of money, but one we could personally afford it right now. Yes. And I gotta say this too, guys. Like this sounds weird talking. It really does. It sounds weird talking about it. And I don't want this to come off as like bragging. I don't, Dude, I'll cover you. You just paid off your mortgage, so essentially it's a celebration. Instead of instead of your mortgage payment being done now, you essentially just took your mortgage payment and applied it to your trip to Hawaii. It's true. You added one month to your mortgage. Yeah. 
that's the thing. It's you are, this is a win. You yeah. freed up your mortgage. And yeah, for one month of that free up, you lost it back to a flight. Now, Mason's never going to know how to fly regular again. <laughs> so true. And I'm, I ruined it. <laughs> are, are drinks free? They are. See, that's the other thing too. Like I, I'm pretty good at drinking. You are good at drinking. I'll I mean, JJ's not. It's early in the morning. You're if, good if, at drinking. if you're watching on YouTube, it's, it's before noon. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Yeah, you are. But I could easily drink a, a couple hundo on a flight. <laughs> yes. On a yes. flight. I could get off the flight in Hawaii pretty aloha up. And it's like, I love it. You know, like when you do, when you do like, uh, when you go to like all you can eat sushi and you're like, I'm getting these guys today. I'm getting my money's yeah, worth. I'm getting my, you can. Now, unfortunately, your wife doesn't drink, so yeah. you're going to have to drink for two. I can do that. She used to eat for two. Now yep. you have to drink for two. That's right. And uh, It's like, a task I'm willing to take on, man. It's tough, but I can do it. Tough. I I can't disagree with you. For me, if it wasn't, if I didn't have my kids, to be honest, I don't think I would have done it. But even to have that bigger seat for Mace, and even if you wanted to drop Millie in that, because it is a bigger seat. Oh, I just got off a plane. Like it's a it's a bigger seat. Even if you want to drop Millie and Mason the same seat to give your laps a break, I think for me the kid the kid thing would have been the the deal breaker for me. I never would have splurged that on myself. I don't think you don't think you would take you and tear out and do a first class fight one night. To be honest, we've never really flown far. Okay, like we've we've from New York to L.A. is like a five and a half six hour flight for us, and we can that's usually like not that bad. I've never flown far. And yeah. I think Hawaii is far. Would I think about it? Yes. If I didn't have a mortgage and I could afford it? Yes. I. That's just not something that I'm working towards in my financial goals right now. Yeah. But with the kids, I think the kids make it absolutely a no-brainer. Yeah. And you text me that too. You said, you're like, dude, with kids, good call. And I, I'll get to my splurges, but my biggest splurges come with my kids. So yeah. like, I, I understand... I understand your philosophy. I don't exactly align with it. Like I was like, good for you. Right. Like that's, that's dope. Good for you. Like you better get them on those drinks. You better be <laughs> taking those little nips and just shoving them in your, in your pocket, pocket <laughs> you know? Cause they, that's the worst thing on flights. They give you yeah. like the one ounce. I'm like, uh, I'm kind of a three, like five of those. I'm please. like a three ounce gin. They give yeah. you, they give you four, they give you a 12 ounce soda and a one. I'm like, that's not how I drink my rum and Coke, sweetheart. I apologize. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, with the kids and, it being a celebration vacation, it would be like going out to that hundred K dinner and not getting the bottle of wine. Like, all right, we're going to go have a great steak. We're going to get dessert. We're going to have a good time, but we're going to order waters. Yeah. But we're, we're <laughs> going to, you know, let's stick with diet Coke because yeah, yeah. you know, that extra $50 for that bottle of wine, that's going to make like, if you're getting to the point where that $50 bottle of wine is going to make you feel uncomfortable, maybe you shouldn't be going. And I think that's something, sure. something to be said that extra. And I think it's also worth noting and not a lot of people know this. You're going for a bit. Yeah, we are. What's your housing cost is while you're there? Uh, practically nothing. Right. So you have friends and, and other people that you live there. So that's another thing that you factored into this equation. Very true. Good point. I'm sure you're going to throw your friends a bone because you're, you're staying at their place mm -hmm. and, and, and they're providing that for you. So you'll probably spend some money and, and, and like I said, take care of your friends. Mm -hmm. But you're not staying in an Airbnb for eight weeks right. because- that's a deal breaker as well. So, Which we wouldn't have done the first class if that was the case. Well, yeah, we look at this entire equation of your vacation and the budget for your entire vacation where 
normally when if I'm going to go to if I'm going to go to Hawaii, I have to think about lodging. Well, if lodging was close to covered, and I knew I was just going to spoil my friends for letting me come, but <laughs> I'm bringing a friend to Hawaii with me. Like I'm yeah. going to buy them a plane ticket well, as well. This all goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode. You know, it comes down to planning. It comes down to planning and figuring out what's best for you and what's going to work for you. Like I said, if it had to do with having an Airbnb for the five, six weeks we're going to be out in Hawaii, I wouldn't even cross my mind to do first class because we had that money built in there. Already. So enough about that. I just want to, I do want to say this again, man. I'm not saying, I don't want the listeners to think like, hey, look at me. I, I bought first class tickets. I'm not doing that whatsoever. The point of this episode was to say it's okay to spend and like plan and, and enjoy yourselves a little bit because we're all on this journey, like build your net worth, pay off your debt, you know, get to the next day, whatever it is. Celebrate a little, little bit. Enjoy the small wins and, and enjoy it. Yeah, this trip to Hawaii is probably going to set your FI date back six months, man. <laughs> it really is. Man. It's It is, I mean, I think that's, we have to, we have to mention it. <laughs> if you could have been financially independent and retired next year in June, you might have to wait till next year, December, bro. Oh, dang it. But I get to see Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, that's what I mean. No, I get it, dude. Totally. So, I mean- we go for you like a dinner, small wins. You love to travel. You've always, you've been, I love you're travel. a traveler, dude. You like to travel. For me, mine was upgrades to my house. So I currently, and we've talked about this before, I, I live currently in the house I grew up in. I've been there since 1985. Um, I had three brothers, my parents, we've been there. And throughout the course of time, things happened. People got older. And I moved out. My mom, unfortunately, passed away. So then it was my dad, my two brothers, my other brother passed away as well. So we're living there. It's kind of a frat house. My dad starts dating this nice lady. He moves out. And so now it's my two brothers and me. And I started dating Tara at the time. And I'm like, hey, want to come move in? And I think she was like 22, 23 years old. That's young. And her dad was a cop and I was in my 30s. Like, Uh I'm sure that was a little sketchy for everybody, but- (laughs) She took that in as a champ. She moved into that frat house. She cleaned the bathroom, something that when you live with, when you live with three guys, I'm not saying we're filthy, but we don't, we don't. The cleaning the bathroom is not on the high on the checklist. No, like, on the to-do list. You don't clean up the bathroom unless something happens in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so true. <laughs> and we did, we did my kitchen in the early nineties. Uh, we kind of like an extension to my house. And so when we moved, when we moved out of my house, to my previous residence, we bought a fixer upper and we redid the kitchen and we did it nice. It was super nice. It was, we did a good job on it. We didn't go super high end. This was before we knew about our debt free journey. So that was when we were YOLOing a little and we went super nice countertops and appliances. It was, it was amazing. When my dad passed away, I had the opportunity. I offered the estate to my brothers said, Hey, did one of you guys want to buy the house and live here? They both forfeited that. My brother Daniel was about to get married and they were buying a house. My brother Gerard, very nomadic. He's very simple. He didn't want a big house. So I sat down with the wife and I was like, Hey, do you want to go live in that house again? It's great place to raise a kid. It's on a dead end. It's by the schools. It's by a hospital. It's by the main roads, 20 minutes from the beach, like things like that. And she was like, yeah, I want to move in there, but we have to make some changes and we have to make it our house. I don't want it to be the house you grew up in that I moved into because that's how I felt when I moved in last time. Yeah, 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 Tara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. So we had like hardwood floors, but they were like that yellow, 
like gym floor, like a basketball court. And when we moved in, I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to strip and restay in those before we move everything into the house. I'll give you that. We'll spend money. It crushed my soul to do that. It like, I, it hurt. It hurt bad. We were so, we were so close to paying off debt. Like back to like that. It'll change it for six months. I think buying that floor set our debt free date back like three months. And I was like, wait, and t- anyway, so we did that. So we've been there for two years. We actually closed on Valentine's day two years ago. And for the last two years, my wife has been like, Hey, we're debt free. We have no debt. We're making pretty good money as teachers and YouTube and things like that. Like, can we redo the kitchen? Can we redo the kitchen? And I'm like thinking about how much cabinet and thinking about the last kitchen. It was almost worse than I knew. I'm like, Oh man, this kitchen's twice the size. And I was like, and I knew that if we did the kitchen, she's also going to want to do the bathroom. They're both very outdated to her defense. My cabinets like same, like old wood Oak, very outdated, very functional. Mm -hmm. So this goes against like the, the minimalist mindset. I would literally go up to the cabinet and these are the arguments we're having and I'm opening and closing the cabinet. I'm like, does this cabinet work? Does it work? Oh, you don't think it's pretty. You don't think it's nice. It works. If the cabinet breaks, I'll get you a new freaking cabinet. But to, to swallow a pill and buy $20,000 cabinets and like we have like crappy countertop. It's a crappy countertop. I'm like, I just can't do it. And this was, before I finish that story, this touches into how the things that are valuable to your spouse and the things that are valuable to you may be completely and utterly different. And that comes with communication. And I think the example I've brought up on the podcast before is like when Tara wanted to go get her nails done every couple of months and she'd get the, like, the gel thing and I would be like, that's 50 bucks. And then we'd fight about it and I'd roll my eyes at her. And then she was like, Brad, that's freaking valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Like that time out with my girlfriends and like, it's valuable to me. It's not about getting my nails done. It's about getting away from the kids and, and feeling pretty when I, when I just like grew and gained 40 pounds and lost 40 pounds and then grew 40 pounds. And like, it's about feeling pretty. And, and I realized over time that the back of her mind, knowing that she was just living in my house, it was hard on her. And I, I made it a point and I finally like gave in and I've been thinking about this for a couple months. I was like, I knew that I had like a number in my head where if things started to work out on my side businesses and things like that, that I would, I'd finally bite the bullet. And because not because it was right financially, it's probably a terrible idea. It financially, it doesn't work at all. And that's kind of like, and it hurts me to even say like the inside of my financial being, it hurts to say, but happy wife, happy life is like one thing. And I don't want to say that it's, it's more, you have to make sacrifices too. And sometimes those sacrifices are financial. My wife made a huge sacrifice. When we left my old house, we cried like for days. We, that was our first house. We were dating. We got married and celebrated our, our wedding night in that house. We had our first daughter in that house. Like we gutted the place and made it. We put the fixtures and everything. Like, for her to let that go, because that was really all we needed, to move into a house that my mother passed away in, you know, that like all these things, it was very hard for her. So I, I, I don't want to, I'm not, I didn't do it out of like pity. Like I feel bad for you, Tara. It was more like, I love my wife and I now know how important it was to her to just have a clean slate and have it be our house. Well, it's also nice too though, man. Like 
you know, we talk a lot and we know, I know how much Tara sacrifices for you and does for you. And, you know, same thing with Lindsay. Lindsay does a lot for me to be able to give you and I the time to try to better our, our lives for our family. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that go on, unseen, unsaid, that most people don't hear about behind the doors that our wives are doing for us. And again, this all goes back to like, you know, this is affordable. You you guys plan for this yeah. to update. Like, so you guys, it's not like you guys are going into debt to do this. No. You guys are, you're able to afford it. And it's something that maybe Brad doesn't want to do right now, but you're kind of doing it for your wife because she's, I mean, she's awesome, dude. Like our wives are better. Wait, I mean, we married up. We did. Frankly, it's, it's the reason I'm not joining you in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. we talked about that. I'm like, why don't yep. I, I'll come. I'll come. I won't maybe come for eight weeks, but I'll come. Right. And that I can't swing that without putting myself into financial trouble. And we've said this a bunch of times, like, yes, I can afford it. My, my retirement accounts are maxed. My, I don't have any debt, like things like that. My kids daycare is paid for. And I saved up for it. Essentially we've been saving for two years, not aggressively, but we've always been like, we had a kitchen fund in our mm-hmm. sinking funds and I'm very blessed with the businesses doing well. And we came into money and it wasn't like quick, let's redo the kitchen before I change my mind. But with quarantine and having a couple of vacations coming up and we know that we like to entertain the summer and we kind of just said like, I said, Tyra, like call a cabinet guy. I know what you want. I know that I know you have eight things on Pinterest already pinned. I know exactly that you know what you want. And she was like, really? She wasn't surprised. Like you're the best. Mm -hmm. She was more, she knew I'd come around just like I always do. But I'm like, yeah, now's the time I feel comfortable doing it. And I was like, and let's cut the bathroom too. And start fresh and it'll finally, I think we've made changes to make it quote our house. But I think when this is done, that'll be like the last of the fins of 1985 and moving in and it will finally be like Avery and Brody's house and it'll be our house. And that's, I'm getting a sentimental thing about like, that's, that's really what's worth it. Like that's a splurge that, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do some stuff. Probably that cuts out a vacation for a year or two because I think we're talking maybe like close to fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and but you plan for it. I might have to pass up on a real estate investment. Like I said, well, we talk about holding cash and how yeah, savers are losers. This is an opportunity where yeah, I'm pretty much pulling it out of a real estate fund. Yeah, and saying like, all right, well, instead of buying a buy and hold or flipping a property, let's flip this property. I know I'm not really going to get any true value out of it. I already have a HELOC. But my wife and, and I'm going to be very proud to walk into the house and and know too that we paid for it because my last kitchen, it it wasn't like that. I paid that I paid probably double for that kitchen because I went into debt for it and I paid interest and things like that. This I'm going to write the check. It's going to sting. It's going to set my FI date back a little bit. But at the end of the day, outside of social media and outside of YouTube and things like that, my family is going to benefit from that, not from a functional standpoint. Mm-hmm. But from a psyche and from a, there's a lot of history. I, I can go on about the history, yeah. but it's, these are things that you, if you're having these discussions with your spouse or somebody else, like whatever, like it's okay to plan and, and, and go that route if you need to. I, yeah. This is, yeah. I think it's as long as you plan for it, you can afford it and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt you financially. See nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I think it's just so, we get so tied up being in the financial space and, you know, you hear everyone talking about saving the dollar, don't buy the coffee, do this, do that, to where like, dude, you got to live a little bit. You know, you got to enjoy yourself. You got to treat the wife. You got to, I mean, it's just, that's part of life. That's what we, 
You have to be human. Yeah, yeah. So like, and and also, I don't know about you, but it's nice to be just just to spend some money every now and then, man. Like to enjoy yourselves. You only live once. Yolo, baby. Like, yeah. No, I'm serious though. We work hard. Yes. And a lot of people work hard. Yeah. And don't forget that, like, just do it responsibly. Grant Sabatier is an awesome author. I think you have his book. I do. And he's like. I paid off my debt so fast and got to a millionaire status so fast. He's like, it took me two years. I blasted out. He goes, but then I got there and I didn't even realize that two years happened. I lost two years of my life because all I did was focus on the spreadsheet. The mad scientist talks about once he got the fi, he's like, what the hell do I do now? You know, like there's like this, almost this loss. That's why it's a good, another good reason to celebrate those small wins. You know, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey of fi. Enjoy the journey of paying off debt. Enjoy the journey of everything. Because once you get there, you're kind of like, well, shit, now what do I do? Yeah. You know, what's what's the next step? So I don't know. Like, I guess the moral of this this uh, this episode, and then Brad, you can kind of sign us off, is it's okay to spend money as long as you're doing it responsibly, as long as you understand what you're getting into, you have it planned, the budget, and everything in between there. I mean, wouldn't you say so, Brad? I feel like... I just I don't want this to come off as like, hey, look at us, we spent money on this. This stuff. is not about, hey, I got a new kitchen, and oh, JJ's going to Hawaii. It's not about that. It's about the lessons that we learned in that process. That's what this is all about. This is the conversations that these are conversations that we know that you're having at home. And even if you're not, you know, you will. Maybe you're maybe you're Malakrick and you're mm, yeah <laughs> Malakrick good old young Malakrick yeah and you're not married yet or you're Trevor Hassel and you're not married yet but you will be you know like these are conversations that are going to come up so. Maybe maybe you have to come back to this episode and say, I think that well, I remember Brad bought the freaking kitchen and mm-hmm. I remember they upgraded to first class and you also show a little self-control. You, If you were YOLO, because this is not YOLO play. No. If you were YOLO, you would have done the whole trip. That's so true. Denver's Going to Denver is going to be a three-hour trip for you. You know, it would have been just as easy to, I uh, spent 48, why not just spend 51? Yeah. But you said, hey, it's already stretching my comfort zone. Let's give and take. And you gave and take with, we'll do the long flight overseas and then the short flight. We don't have to worry about Great it. point. Great point. Guys, I want to uh, do something we do whenever we don't have a guest on these Monday episodes is I want to read a review. And if you guys have not left us a review and you are enjoying the podcast and you want to find a way to give back to us to show some support, this is one of the best ways I think they can do that because those reviews on the Apple podcast app really does help the podcast grow. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, search for Average Money, leave a review, and if you want to type something out, we'll read it here on the uh, on the podcast. Today's review comes from George P. Jr. He says, love Average Money. Two great guys that are open books with investing. Absolutely love listening to the podcast on my way to work, on my way to and from work. I have learned so much and received so much advice, I don't even know where to start. George, thank you so much, man, for leaving the review. I love, I love reading them. I love yeah, getting. I think we just hit like 150 reviews or something like that. 100 or at 118 right now. Jeez, it's crazy. I love it, man. Yep, guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. I hope you got some value out of this, and you know, maybe we helped clear up some conversations. Like I said, you can bring this back to your wife, and it also is really good for us to get this off our chest and kind of validate to one another that we kind of made the right move. Even if we don't agree, we at least say like, Hey man, the personal finance is personal. If you want to spend a couple bucks on a flight, go for it. If it makes you happy. And if you want to buy quartz countertops and not granite, whatever that works for you. And, uh, like I said, at the end of the day, guys stick to a plan. If this is all about a plan, and if you do that, 
you really, really can't screw up that much. Till we on, till we catch you guys on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>